if Giannis were the Robin, it feels like he'd be perfect because, one, he can defend like crazy, and he's very good at uh, multiple positions he can defend. He's also good in transition, but at the time you need a bucket late, he's not the guy. And as much as they kind of sold the farm for Holiday, is he the guy? Did we ever think, you know what Holiday is? The best player on a championship team. So in a weird way, because they have Giannis, they weren't able to get the, an A-plus kind of first option, so they got the best they could. But again, for this Milwaukee's Bucks team to win, and I'll ask you, Jonas, is Drew Holiday would have to be the most important offensive player, the first option on an NBA champion. I don't think he has that in him. What do you think? Well, I, I also think Chris Middleton is another key ingredient. A third, a third ingredient. Yeah, though. and so and so Middleton. If Middleton doesn't doesn't have the game he had last night, uh, Milwaukee doesn't win, and this isn't close. Thirty five points. Yeah, he I mean, was awesome. Career high, fifteen rebounds. No doubt, I agree. Yeah, so I just I look at it as you cannot just rely on Giannis to have a monster game no. and other players to play subpar, and then you can you can win games. It just he's shown he hasn't done that yet. Whether he gets to that point, I mean, who knows? But we've seen LeBron take over games before. We've seen uh, you know obviously Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, others every take every over great games winner. Before. Yeah, every, every single guy. So to see where this is at, I mean, James Harden's another guy who I I would trust James. Harden, and there's been a lot of knocks on him in the postseason. I would trust Harden in the playoffs over Giannis. Oh my like, God, it's not even yeah. close. Yeah. I mean, think about what it took. It took Harden being out. It took that big lead in the first quarter because it's a game three down 0-2. Yep. And it took Middleton having a career high 35 points. It took Giannis having 33 and they won by three. And and Brooklyn only had eight free throw attempts. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah. Oh, eight. look, the the NBA by coincidence that that, that the, the series gets extended a little bit. Now it's going to yeah. be at least five. So again, we're joking as we're kind of having fun with it. But I do believe, and many betters believe, and I'm not reporting this. I'm saying it's a personal belief that the NBA, when they have a monetary reason to have a given team win. They will put in referees who tend to call in a fashion that benefits that team. I'm not even sure that's – I mean, obviously, if that's true, they wouldn't want that to be something people were talking about. They wouldn't want that to be proven. But I'm not even sure it would be illegal. I mean, I don't think it would be, right? It's like you can say, oh, it's subjective. And, and since the person who's making the decision on who's reffing doesn't have to even say why he's making the decision, I'm not sure you could ever prove it. So I'm, I'm not being critical. I'm saying as fans who, as betters, we want to make more money, and as fans, we want to be smarter than our buddies, is take a gander at those foul calls in those kind of games that are like the high leverage games. That if it goes one way, the series is going to go f- deep. If it goes the other way, it might be a sweep. Uh-huh. It tends to happen that way. And it took <laughs> all that. And they still couldn't cover, and they still barely won. And I'm going to say it to close one more time. I don't understand how. Drew Holiday is going to be the best, the number one option on a championship team. And, and my theory is that as a second fiddle, as a Robin, Giannis is about as good as they get. And if you look at some of the stats here, there's a concept in analytics called points per attempt. So the theory is how many points are scored every time you shoot the ball. Now, that's a great stat because 
it accounts for if you get fouled when you shoot, that means you get to then get those points added in, even though they don't typically go when someone's, you know, 10 of 20. If you get fouled, it's like none of that even counts in there. So it's a way to kind of really dig in and say, how effective are you scoring the ball when you shoot the ball? And if you look at the entire NBA, Giannis is in the 13th percentile, meaning that 87% of the NBA is better. And this is in the playoffs now specifically. So in the playoffs this year is 13th percentile. So how is that guy going to be your A guy? I mean, Kevin Durant is in the 90th percentile. James Harden, 99th percentile. Kyrie Irving, 67th percentile. So, I mean, the, that, that's what you're going to see with the guys that really, really can score the basket. And you look at Middleton, Middleton's in the 25th percentile, even after his great performance. Holiday's in the, oh my gosh, he's in the 13th percentile too. That's almost hard to believe. So, they don't have a scary score. I mean, like if I said, who's the best score on, on Milwaukee? In the playoffs, meaning, let's say, in a playoff scenario, not this year so far, who would you say? Middleton. And where's Middleton's rank on the the really good teams out there? Where's Middleton oh, on God. the Clippers? I, I don't think he's a one anywhere. Uh, is he a honest. two anywhere uh, um, on a championship yeah, team? Yeah, I, I, I think that's possible. Where? Um, he does He does have— He wouldn't be a two on the Lakers. He wouldn't be a two on the Clippers. He wouldn't be—I mean, would he be a two on the Jazz? I'm, I mean— yeah, I would think Utah. I mean, as far as a scoring option goes, I, I would put him ahead. I mean, Rudy Gobert is not much of a no, scorer. No, I agree so with that. Yeah, no. So if you if you put him next to a Donovan Mitchell, but I mean, you know, to to the bigger point, it just we've seen this same concoction of Bucks basketball in the postseason how many years in a row now and it just seems like we end up with the same results and look it's not even just Drew Holiday they went out and they added PJ Tucker because they wanted to get some more toughness they want it it just feels like they they continue to run into these same problems every time they get to the playoffs and and, and maybe maybe it's a small market issue maybe you hit the lottery with Giannis and now you've got to get a number two. And quite frankly, the number two is not really anxious to come. And it kind of brings back the idea, if Giannis were American-born, and, and what I mean when I say that is, if he was really embedded in part of the culture of basketball in this country, could a guy that good not have a number two that would like welcome coming. I, I forget the player. I should know. Is a Bondanovich the guy that signed the con? Like pretty much the deal was almost signed, and he backed out at the last minute. I to- I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the guy. I mean, how often do you see with a two-time MVP, a you know effectively a pretty good role player say, you know, you you want to pay me a ton of money, go to Milwaukee, be right there with you on? Yeah, I no, I don't think so. Actually, it's just like it does feel like that some of this is about. He plays a different style ball. He has a different – Giannis has a different uh, background. And it does seem to put him at odds with the other players, the other great players. And once again, I'll say, who else amongst the best players have had a beef or at least – the players have had a beef with Giannis Harden. And now we're saying Durant. And it's like, wow, why all the beefs? Because by all accounts – Giannis seems like a great guy. Like yeah. you know, we hear he grew up on the street. I mean, obviously that's like wow, that guy overcame a lot. 
but he doesn't seem beloved by the other NBA superstars. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, it feels like that. And and on the you know just as a personality, I've and everything I've heard is that he's a great dude. Like yeah, no, it like, seems like, like it. Great teammate. Um, you know, fun to be around. All of that. This is just strictly a basketball. Different, differing of opinions on what he brings to a team, it feels like, from a lot of players around the league. But I think it's probably more than that. Because what I would say is this. If, you're, if the given is that you're a millionaire, right, you're going to have a lot of money. right? So amongst the best players, that's the given at this stage. Meaning they've got there, they've earned it, but here they are. And now, is it what winning the most important? Maybe. I don't think it is, but maybe. It's up there. So what else is there? It's the hang. Doesn't it seem like that if you're going to be spending, and I've got to be honest, I don't disagree with them. The Utah Jazz, a 117-111 win at home over the L.A. Clippers. Utah, the number one seed in the Western Conference and overall in the NBA playoffs, and now a 2-0 series lead in that one. Mitchell, 37. He's been averaging almost 33 points a game in the postseason. Um, Gobert. I mean, this is workmanlike here. 13 points, but f- only five field goal attempts. Uh, that's pretty good. Do the math there. <laughs> 20 rebounds. Oh, I love yeah. those kind of guys. Here's, <laughs> here's what concerns me about if you're a Clippers fan. Kawhi was 8 to 17, meaning right there at 50%. 21 points. Now, you might say he, you want him shooting more, but efficiently, not so bad. And Paul George puts up 27. Right. So obviously, Paul George hasn't shot as good in the playoffs as he did in the regular season. But like if you told me those are the performances from the two big guys, I'm not sure. I don't think that that the Clippers should win that game Uh, because it's one thing when they they lay an egg and it's like, okay. I mean, it felt like to me and let me just ask it this way, Jonas, that this was more a matter of the Jazz winning than the Clippers losing. Yeah, they just hit shots down the stretch. They were better from three. Um, you know, possessions late. The Clippers looked a little bit out of sorts as as opposed to the Jazz, who were able to to get pretty much whatever they wanted. And and Donovan Mitchell's just been awesome this entire time. And and I would also say the other you know troubling portion of this series to pay attention to if you're a Clipper fan. This is all without Mike Conley. So yeah, yeah. To, to see to see all of this take place when you're in both of these games, the Clippers had a lead late in that game. Uh, they, they stormed back and took a lead and then came up short again. All of this without Mike Conley. Like that's the, that's the part of this that I would be concerned with. Conley moves the needle, and some people don't see know that, but he does. And Mitchell, by the way, first Utah Jazz player with 35 or more points in back-to-back playoff games since 1988. Carl Malone, 88, not 98, 88, that long ago. So to put a button on the two games from last night, series odds right now for the Jazz, an 80% chance to advance, only 20% for the Clippers. And then back to Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a 77% chance to advance, Milwaukee, 23. So amazingly, at least before the series, I'd say Utah with the better chance to advance, both of them around 80, Utah and Brooklyn. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport 
and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a trend. You go back to February 21st this year. At home, the Atlanta Hawks, well, let's talk about the road first. On the road, they've won 48% of their games, 13 out of 27, and they covered 41%, 11 of 27. So 48%, 41% against the spread. Eh, eh, not good. At home, they've won Atlanta, 23 games played, 21 of the 23. 21-2, 91% at home. And they've covered 83%, 19 of the 23. It seems like a split to me. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I'm looking at it and saying, whoa. Now, I think it's meaningful because we've got the, the phenomenon of, you know, though it's not an 0-2 situation, Atlanta's having what? The biggest basketball game in Atlanta for how long? Long time. I mean, maybe back to Dominique. <laughs> so I think the crowd's going to be rocking. You know, I kind of I put this on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Uh, I don't know how this is related to the Magic City Wings, but it does seem like there's something special going on in Atlanta. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> yeah, well, I also think they've got a true superstar, and they haven't really had that superstar in a long time. Like maybe I, I want to say, um, God, who was who was the guy? left-hander uh, Josh? Um, God, I can't think of his name, but they had him for for a while there as as a pretty good player. But Trey Young seems like he's entering another level, oh, yeah. entering another you know superstardom level when it comes to the NBA. And so to see them, you know they're going to be fired up based on the behavior they showed towards Trey in Philadelphia those first two games. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. No doubt. And uh, what I'm fascinated by, and by the way, Atlanta, uh, 13 straight wins at home also. So 21 of 23, 13 straight. Okay. And, the, and they're an underdog. So you've got a team that's won 91% getting points. I, I lean Atlanta for sure. Here's the thing I, I we got to start to consider, and I'm flabbergasted by this. So there's a concept called usage rate. What is that? It's pretty much saying, okay, what could you do? When you got the ball, what is it that you can do with the ball? And it's like, okay, you can shoot the ball. There's free throw attempts you could do if you get fouled. There's assists. So they take all the different things that kind of say, you know, what can you do with the ball and what percentage of a team's of those stats did you account for? So if you're shooting almost all the time, if you're almost all the assists when you're not shooting, if you're doing all the free throw shots, you are going to have a massively high usage rate. Okay. So last game for the Sixers, Embiid off an injury a couple games ago where he missed a game. Remember, missed that last closeout game against Washington. In this second game, which was a must-win in theory, they were down 0-1, and Bede's usage rate is the highest it's ever been ever in the playoffs for him. So of all the playoff games he's ever had, he had he was the most involved in this game. And it's the fifth most involved he's been in any game in his career. On the other hand, Simmons, when in theory with Embiid hurt, you would think Simmons would, you know, pick it up had the lowest usage rate of his career, playoffs or regular season. So Embiid had the fifth highest and the highest ever in the playoffs. 
Simmons the lowest ever, no matter what game it was. That isn't right. There's something weird about it. We'll talk about it next week, but let's get to my best bet. Yeah, and for that, we go to the second game of the doubleheader coming up later on tonight. The Suns are at the Nuggets with a 2-0 series lead, but it's Denver, a two-point favorite on pregame.com. Best bet, Nuggets in the first half, minus two. This is the phenomenon where the energy early is an advantage for the team down 0-2. The coach, Malone, said something goofy. I think that probably motivates him, at least for this game. And I also think that if you think about it, this Suns team with Chris Paul was the type to maybe be willing to take a punch, get backed up, and come back strong later as opposed to fighting and resisting so much early. And we saw uh, Brooklyn do that. So in general, I think it sets up beautifully to take advantage of the first half system, and that's going to be a best bet on Denver laying two points first half only. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.